Welcome to episode 127 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. Today, I'm answering a question from an Instagram follower about how to make a healthy lifestyle not feel like a punishment. And I love this question because so many people just assume that healthy equals painful, healthy equals boring, it equals bleh. We're going to dive into that in today's episode. Does it have to be that way? Before we get there, quick reminder, doors to my signature course, Fitter After 40, How to Build Your Best Body Yet, Even Perimenopause, open in less than two weeks, Tuesday, January 18th, coming up soon here. If you're a woman over 40 who wants to feel comfortable in her skin again, stop yo-yo dieting, age better, this course is for you. It includes all the things, workouts, nutrition guidelines, all the coaching on the mental blocks keeping you stuck. We're going to literally have a Zoom call, hour-long Zoom call, every single week to help you get unstuck. Get on the wait list at kimshogfitness.com backslash fitterafter40. I'll also pop the link in the show notes. On with the episode. Let's go. Hello. So last week I received this question from Hannes Zulkernin. And this was in response to an Instagram question box. And Hannes says, how do I make a healthy lifestyle a habit and not a punishment? I love this question. This is a great question. The context in which she asked the question, like what had come before it, makes me think she's referring to weight loss here. So I'm going to be specifically addressing weight loss with this question today, but obviously healthy lifestyle doesn't just refer to weight. I could be talking about anything from improving, improving your blood pressure to getting better sleep to reducing stress. And all the things I speak about today will apply to whatever your specific health and fitness goal is. So many people feel the same way as this questioner, healthy equals painful. Weight loss equals painful, punishing, torturous. But is that a universal truth? Is a healthy diet, exercise, weight loss, proper sleep, are those things universally punishing? Do all people in all conditions across time find a healthy lifestyle to be punishing? No. I bet you can name people right now, like off the top of your head who like love running. And you might think like, what the heck is wrong with them (laughs) as they like gleefully head out early on a Saturday morning to go for their run, but they obviously enjoy it. I bet, you know, people who love healthy eating, they love salads, like they dig vegetables and fruits and minimally processed cooking. I bet, you know, people who love to lift weights, they get pumped to go to the gym. I'm sure you have these people in your life. And then I bet, you know, plenty of people who they don't seem to necessarily love any of those things I just listed seem to do them consistently enough without looking like they're being tortured. So the first thing I want you to consider is, is it possible that you could live a healthy lifestyle and be at a minimum, not in pain and maybe even learn to enjoy it? What evidence do you have? that that's a possibility. I want you to really consider that. Write some things down. Like what evidence do you have in your life, in your personal experience, who you know, what you've seen, that it is a possibility that a healthy lifestyle could be a minimum, not painful, and maximally maybe even something you enjoy. What would have to change 
in order for you to live a healthy lifestyle and not feel like you're being punished. The first thing that would have to change is your assumption that healthy living equals punishment. If that's the lens through which you see exercise, nutrition, sleep, all of that, then that's what you're going to see. So can you make space for the possibility that it doesn't have to be punishing? That's number one. It's a lot to think about. So spend some time thinking on that one. The next thing I would suggest considering is the language you use to talk about your goal and the habits connected to that goal. Here's an example. Instead of saying, I have to lose weight, or I have to go to the gym, or I have to eat this chicken instead of ordering pizza, try changing it to, I'm choosing to lose weight. I'm choosing to go to the gym. I'm choosing to eat chicken tonight instead of ordering out pizza. That small change in your language has a completely different feeling. It's not something being done to you. You're not a victim. It's your choice. That feels so much less like punishment. Okay, so you're making space for the idea that it's possible a healthy lifestyle doesn't have to be punishing. You're talking about your goal in a more empowering, choice-driven way. Now let's talk about the path you choose to reach your goal. Assuming, as I said, that your goal is weight loss, there are loads of possible paths to get there. All of those paths will of necessity lead to a calorie deficit if you're gonna be successful with weight loss, but there are loads of ways to achieve a calorie deficit. Now I have a sneaking suspicion based on what you've said that up to this point, the paths you've chosen have been on the highly restrictive side of the spectrum. And believe me, I've done that. I have been there, done that. In the late nineties, I quit sugar. It was supposed to be for like two weeks, maybe even a month. And I made it maybe a week. I don't even think it was an entire week. It may have been, it may have been just a few days. It was like four or five days. I made it. It was a terrible, it was a terrible, terrible week. In the mid two thousands, I did Metafast. What a crapshoot that diet is. I don't know if you're familiar with that diet, but what you do is you buy their box of food for the month, and then it, which is incredibly pricey. And then each day you eat four of their prepackaged what they call fuelings. I friggin hate that word for food. Food is way more than just fuel. And then besides their fuelings, you eat one lean and green meal. That's what they call it of your own making. Okay. And then on top of those things, you can have like unlimited celery and you can have some sugar-free jello. So what this turns out to in a day is like 900 calories. Their fuelings are minute. Like look at the palm of your hand. I would have a single pancake for breakfast, the size of my palm, not the size of my whole hand, literally the size of my palm. And that was it. That was my entire breakfast. And they're like bars you could have as a snack or a mini meal, whatever it is, was, it was like three inches long. It was not the size of a full size. Like it was not the size, definitely not the size of a protein bar, not even the size of like a small granola bar. It's like half of a granola bar. It was so tiny. And then the lean and green meals, they were straight up just protein and vegetable, no added carbs. To say I was ravenously hungry is like a massive understatement. I was miserable and starving and I couldn't have a social life. Like how you have a social life that involves food in any way doing that. If you're choosing a super low calorie diet, if you're choosing to cut out whole food groups, like no carb, if you're banning lots of foods, these are setting you up for exactly what you don't want. 
a lifestyle that feels like punishment. The good news is you can choose to set it up differently. You can choose a nutrition plan and a workout program that are in line with your desire to build a healthy lifestyle that feels free and light. So what might that look like? It would certainly include eating foods you enjoy. It would certainly include finding a way to move your body that you enjoy. If weight loss is the goal, you will have to be in a deficit, but deficit doesn't equal deprivation. Some possible nutrition options to consider to get into that deficit. Have a calorie and protein target. Hit those targets with an eye towards including foods you love, like literally make a list of all the foods you want to make sure you get to eat on a regular basis. Where will you put them in? Make a list of your favorite vegetables, your favorite fruits, your favorite whole grains, your favorite proteins. Consider things like, how do you prefer to eat? Do you like to eat three square meals? Do you like to have you know, three meals and two snacks? Do you like smaller, more frequent meals? Do you like adore breakfast like I do? Or do you feel nauseous eating in the morning like my daughter does? Your entire eating plan can and should be built around your preferences. This makes it enjoyable, it makes it sustainable, which is gonna make it successful. And it's not going to have that feeling of like torture, like punishment. And we can think about exercise in the same way. We can apply that same principle. You can set it up according to your preferences. Do you like to train alone with friends? Do you like to train outside? Do you like to train inside? Do you love biking? Do you hate, hate, hate group fitness like I do? Like that to me is absolute torture. I, I hate it every time I took a, a group fitness class. Do you like the idea of CrossFit or does the idea of training in your basement alone appeal to you? There are very few musts when it comes to exercise. Ideally, you'll strength train a minimum of two times per week and get either 150 minutes of low intensity cardio, low intensity cardio, which absolutely includes walking or 75 minutes of moderate intensity cardio per week. This gives you so much room to come up with a plan that you at minimum peacefully tolerate. With time, there's a good chance you'll actually be able to turn that tolerance into genuine enjoyment. I have worked with a lot of clients at this point, a lot, both when I did one-on-one and now in my group, many, many, many women came to me and they're like, look, I do want to get healthy. I want to look fit. I want to age better. I really don't like exercise. And they did it. And I have not literally not worked with a single person who didn't find some level of satisfaction and enjoyment in her training program within months, legitimately not a single person. Not saying that they were all like, yay, I love it. It's time to exercise, but that they could find some measure of satisfaction or enjoyment in it. Literally every single person. That is something you have to look forward to. All right. Now to the second part of your question. So it wasn't just about this enjoyability factor. It was also, how do I make a healthy lifestyle a habit? And the answer to that is you build one smaller habit a bit at a time and stacked one upon another. They lead to a lifestyle filled with healthy habits. And this, this does not happen overnight. And I'm going to give you literally the strangest analogy I've ever given in my coaching career. (laughs) This came to me last night as I was thinking about this, this podcast, I was like, I want to give kind of an analogy about this. And this just popped into my brain and it works. So I'm going to go with it, but it's strange. It's, it's strange. So first of all, have you ever made strawberry rhubarb cobbler? If you have not, you are seriously missing out. It is delicious. It's so, so good. It's best with fresh rhubarb, 
but you can really only get fresh rhubarb in the Northern hemisphere. You can get it here in June and not even all of June, like mid to late June and early July. That's it. If you want fresh rhubarb around here, that's when you can find it. You can find frozen rhubarb at some grocery stores here in the Northeast. Wegmans has frozen rhubarb. Most other grocery stores, I can't find it. So look at kind of like a nicer um, grocery store, bigger grocery store near you in the freezer section if you want to try this outside of that end of June, early July. All right. So have you, do you know what rhubarb is? If you don't even know what rhubarb is, I didn't know what rhubarb was until like 20 years ago. I'd never seen rhubarb, never even heard of it until somebody served me strawberry rhubarb cobbler. When you see it, it looks like red celery. Imagine literally what celery looks like, but it's red, like a really deep purplish, pretty red. Okay. Now, when you pick up celery and touch it, what does it feel like? It's solid, right? So if you picked up that celery and smacked down the counter, it's hard, it's solid. Same with rhubarb. It's a solid piece of food. All right. So when you make strawberry rhubarb cobbler, when you're ready to make the filling for it, you chop that hard rhubarb up into a couple inch pieces and you put it in a saucepan over medium heat and you start stirring it. It's obviously still hard. Imagine like if you chopped up celery, how you had chunks of celery and you put it in a pot and you're stirring it. You're literally just stirring chunks of hard stuff. Okay. Didn't add any liquid to the pan. And you just stir these hard chunks and you stir and you stir and you're like, what the heck's even, what am I even doing? I'm just stirring these hard chunks and like nothing's happening. It feels like a long time, but nothing's happening. There's just some hard red celery looking stuff in a pot going around and around. The first time I made it, I'm like, clearly I'm doing this wrong. Like I don't, I'm clearly doing this wrong. This is not going to look like what I ate because it's just this hard red chunks. Then suddenly, and I put suddenly in air quotes because it takes a while yet when it happens that it just appears like, wait, where'd that even come from? It starts to liquefy. Seriously, it starts to liquefy. First, there's just the hard chunks and then way into the process, there's all of a sudden around the hard chunks, there's this like pretty bright pink liquid. And as you keep stirring, there's more of the bright pink liquid. And then there's more of the bright pink liquid than there are the red chunks until eventually all of that hard red celery looking rhubarb is gone and there's only gooey pink liquid. And it feels almost magical. Like where? Where'd that come from? And it happens suddenly, suddenly after a long period of time. <laughs> and this is what building a healthy lifestyle can feel like. It can feel like you're doing a lot of work and nothing is changing. You keep doing the same thing and nothing is changing. And it can feel that way for quite a long time until, oh, hey, this feels new. I'm a person who like goes for a walk every single day, even when I'm busy. Even when I'd rather curl up on the sofa, like when did that happen? Bit by bit, you work on small habits a bit at a time and they lead to a different version of you. You go from the hard red celery looking rhubarb to the gooey pink liquid ever so slowly. And it feels like not much is happening until ta-da, things feel different. You are different. Now, if this whole process feels overwhelming to you, First of all, I get it. It feels overwhelming to a lot of people. I have three suggestions for you to get started without feeling overwhelmed. Number one is start small, but impactful. Pick one habit that will make an actual difference and work on it. I'm going to tell you here, don't pick drink more water. 
everyone's pink pick drink more water. The reason I say no is yes, that's small, but it's not impactful. Like not much is going to happen. You could just keep drinking water and you're not going to feel that much different. You're not going to look that much different. It's not making a big impact. So don't pick that. Pick something small, but impactful. Number two, don't expect perfection. You don't even need perfection to build a habit. What you need is persistence. You need to keep at it even if you miss a day or two days or three days. So don't expect perfection. Okay. So pick one habit, small, but impactful and start there. Don't expect perfection with the habit. And then number three, don't go it alone. Get a coach, get an accountability partner, join a group, get somebody to support you and work with you as you work on this small, but impactful habit. Okay. My friend, I hope this helps. I believe in you. I believe you can be gooey pink liquid. (laughs) All right. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Mm -hmm.